She was looking curiously at the still form of her father, apparently without emotion. In a moment, she turned her beautiful face to his, and a small smile formed on her cupid's bow mouth. Can you forgive him? she asked softly. I cannot. He hung his head. She gently took his arm and leaned her head against his shoulder. Her yellow hair fell about her slight shoulders and made her look young, vulnerable. He's your father, she finally said. I'm home again, he replied, wishing to change the subject. I saw you on the day of the debutante ball. You were wearing a beautiful blue dress. I remember, she replied. Do you remember how we used to play there? We were so giddy that Father would come into the hall and scold us so. Still, those games of hide-and-seek were such fun. I missed you when you went away. I'm sorry. If I'd have known. Gabriel, you must stop blaming yourself. It was me. I made the decision in the end. There was nothing you might have done. I could have. I could have stood up to him. I could have stopped him from sending Grey Wolf away. No. To think such things is folly. In this age, to think I might marry a red Indian is impossible in anyone's sane mind. Only the insane entombed in Belmont adhere to such queer notions, and they have an excuse. I've seen him. Grey Wolf? Yes. He showed me the letter you wrote. I showed him mine. I wanted to kill him for what happened. He found his fist clenched tight in front of his face. A noise from behind turned him slowly so that a figure was outlined between the arches. The silhouette began to move forward. Mr. Torrent, Cortage reproved. We don't like patrons wandering around on their own. If you wanted to see your father, you should have waited. I would have gladly escorted you back. Mr. Cortage, Gabriel replied in a low and menacing tone which stopped the mortician and forced him to take a step back on the plush imported rug. I didn't get the reputation as a killer without warrant. Now, if you understand me, you will leave. Sir, he said indignantly, but instantly turned on his heels and disappeared into the hallway. His father was still, cold, the shell of his body held nothing of his humanity. Sarah's ghost was gone. Torrent was alone in the dark room with the dead man. He tried to search inside for a kernel of remorse for his dead forbear. A hand suddenly grabbed him and pulled him toward the casket. His father's eyes were open, as was the deep, black cavity of his mouth. His teeth flashed as he tried to rise from his repose. Gabriel grabbed the hand to loose himself, but found the dead man's grip to be firm. Gabriel! The sound of his father's corpse sent spikes of terror shooting through him. Father! He cried out in utter panic. Let me go! Gabriel! His father repeated, bearing down with sharp fingernails on the exposed skin of his forearm. With a surge of adrenaline, he pulled free and stepped back from the animated cadaver. His father's eyes followed like those of a soulless demon. Gabriel, avenge me. 
The air washed from the room which spun around him. He caught himself on the edge of the casket, which he almost pulled over, body and all. He knelt to the ground to catch his breath. Footsteps in the hallway brought him back to sanity. He stood slowly and looked away. Is everything all right, Mr. Torrent? Cordage asked in an annoyed voice. He nodded his head. Then Gabriel waited until he saw the shadow move and retreat into the bowels of the mortuary. Once again, he turned to his father. The body was as he'd first seen, still, unanimated. All that happened sprung from his tormented imagination. But what had his father said at the end? What were the words? Avenge me?